You're listening to The Dugout, a college baseball match podcast. Today we spoke with Eric Wazikowski about how academics are so important and what magic number you really need for your GPA in order to make an impact. We also take some listener emails and answer what you need to do for a walk-on as well as how you can decline a camp invitation. Enjoy. Eric, it's good to have you on today. Um, I really wanted to talk about something that's really kind of been, I think, pressing on us lately, which is, you know, there's a few magic numbers uh, in college recruiting that really can impact your future at the next level. And I know that one of them is your GPA, and and you have a story you kind of wanted to share with us. So what happened? Yeah, no, I think that... uh... The academic side of, of the baseball journey is extremely important and oftentimes is overshadowed by the athletic side. And to give an example, I mean, we, we had a uh, player recently that uh, came into our facility to talk a little bit about college recruiting and, and came in for a workout. And this particular player is a, a freshman in high school and is really excited about the potential to play baseball in college. And so he shared some information with us and you know, he, he's a power guy. He can run a little bit, um, but he shared his GPA and his GPA was a, a 2.6. And when we got through kind of doing an assessment with this particular player, I asked this player, I said, you know, so what do you think the number one thing you need to improve coming out of this meeting is? And, and Tom, what, what do you think he said, Tom? I think he said something to do with his playing skills. He, he did. He says, you know, coach, I, I got to get a little faster. And I said, you know, but I said, at the end of the day, yes, you do need to get a little faster and we need to work on that. But I'm talking about your GPA because a 2.6 um, isn't going to allow you to maximize your opportunities to play baseball at the next level. Um, and so, you know, this particular player is is taking advantage of that. And, and we talked about ways to increase his GPA. And one of the strategies we used was um, we looked at the, the classes that this particular player has C's in. And so uh, this player took a homework assignment from us to go meet with the teachers of the classes that he has C's in and tell them, you know, tell them up front, say, you know, my desire, to, I have a huge desire to play baseball in college. And, and in order to, to really make that work, I've, I've got to get B's or better in my classes. And I don't want you to give me anything other than some help. And the help is, you know, can we set up a plan or a strategy or can we meet frequently until I get my uh, grade up to a solid B? And, you know, Tom, I don't know about you, but I, I never had a teacher that would have turned me down on that that question or, or ask. Yeah, no, I, I didn't either. Um, so what exactly is the magic number for GPA? Well, you know, Tom, I mean, it's hard to say. I, I don't think there's a magic number. I mean, I, I I prefer for our players that, that we work with to have a 3.5 because I think the 3.5 really opens up the max number of schools. Now, there are certain top 100 schools that you're not going to be eligible for with a 3.5, but uh, a 3.5 for the average Joe is, is something to, uh, to seek out. Um, but, you know, the closer you get or below a 3.0, you just eliminate a ton of schools. I was actually with a, a Division One coach last week. And uh, we were talking about a number of things around recruiting strategy. And we started talking about academics. And this particular coach, uh, the profile of his school, uh, you can actually get in with a 2.5 um, and, and, and play there with a 2.5. And he says, you know, Eric, he says, I lean to recruiting athletes with a 3.0 or better. And I asked him, I said, you know, 
I said, geez, why, why is that your strategy? And he says, you know, I've just found that if you get a 3.0, you show me you can take care of business. And I'm a baseball coach, not a babysitter. And so I, I want to coach baseball and I want you to take care of your business in the classroom. Um, and so um, it's an interesting comment from a, 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 a D1 coach that's, that's pretty well known who has, actually has a higher standard than the university for his players. And so, again, I think that academic piece is huge in, uh, in, in maximizing your opportunities to play baseball in college. Yeah, and I, I also think that it's one of those things where if you're able to, as as you said, take care of business, like basically you, you know, that that's something that, uh, you know, rigors of, of the actual program, you can actually manage to balance that out as a student athlete. Because I think that as a student athlete, you have so much on your plate already, the, the knowledge that you can handle your stuff in the classroom is so important. No, absolutely. And, and you know, the thing about it is with this particular player I was working with last week, you know, he's only a freshman. And so the actual grades he get, gets this year are not necessarily the most important. But what's most important is he develops those study habits. And, and so we talked about that. And because, we, you know, we're getting close to the, the, the semester grading and, and he might not be able to get those grades up to a B by then. But the whole point here is to establish habits that will allow you to achieve Bs or better going forward. And so some of those things that, you know, we talked about is, is showing up for class. And, you know, sometimes we take that for granted, but, you know, that in fact is important. Uh, as we, we heard Dean talk about last week, another great strategy is to sit in front of the class. And when the uh, teacher is talking to nod your head, yes, I understand. I'm, I'm engaged with what you're doing. Uh, turning in your homework. And, you know, as we dug deeper a little bit with this particular player and some of the players I've run into over the years, um, that's not a given with a lot of these players. They, they don't turn in their homework on time. And so little things like that, like showing up to class, sitting at the front, turning in your homework, that's a great start to getting a B, a B in a high school class. Right. Um, and then from there, it's really enlisting the teachers to help you in your process. Um, and, and as we talked about, I mean, I haven't met a teacher that, that doesn't want to help. That's why they got into the profession to begin with. So you mentioned one, I think, strategy earlier on in our conversation, but are there any others that, uh, you know, students can do if they want to improve and they're struggling in a particular subject or class? Sure, absolutely. I mean, you know, part of it is, and, you know, this really doesn't uh, take commonplace until college, but, you know, enlist a buddy, you know, start a study group and and, and really do that. So I, I think that's part of it. Another thing you can do is is get a tutor. If, if you're having difficulty with your particular teacher, either meeting with them or, or learning from them. Um, but the teacher's really the best place to start. And, you know, I, I, I highly recommend enlisting the teachers in, in your journey or, or process. The other big thing, Tom, that, you know, we didn't talk about, which uh, really comes down to it, as you know, I have a son uh, in high school and he was up till uh, two o'clock in the morning on a Sunday night uh, doing his chemistry homework. And uh, his, or my wife and I were talking about this. And when we recapped his weekend, uh, he didn't manage his time effectively over the weekend. There was plenty of time to get the chemistry homework done. And, and in fact, uh, he didn't do that. So he was up late until uh, the, the, the wee hours of Sunday night before school. And, and my big thing on this is time management, right? Get the assignment done when it's given to you. That's, that's one of the best ways to, uh, to, to, to take care of that. There you go. It's uh, time management and it's doing the little things, being engaged. And then if you need help uh, seeking the help, 
and being, I think, upfront about that. That's responsibility is key. Well, well, and as the college coach pointed out, right, those little things actually show up on his playing field as well. Right. Um, so we had a lot of listener emails from our, our shows with Dean Stotts. Wait, weren't those incredible shows? They were. They were, they were really, really great. It's always a treat to have uh, Dean around. Yeah, definitely. And so um, hopefully he'll be back on. I think he will. Um, but in the meantime, I was hoping to kind of get your ear for some of these listener emails. Um, the first is from Leslie from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, she has a son, Adam, who's in the class of 2020. Um, and she writes, my son is a junior and really wants to play baseball at the next level. He's received camp invitations from two schools that are on the same weekend. He likes both schools, but favors the one closer to home. What's the best way to decline a camp invitation? Well, that's an interesting question. And, and I think that, you know, what we talked about on a prior show about camps was there's a couple different types of invitations. And so one of them we talked about was the, the typical form letter, right? The one that um, they acquired your email from some database and you got a uh, dear Tom, uh, we're really interested in you come to our camp. Um, those ones, if you're really interested in the school, I would reply and, and just suggest that uh, you have another commitment that weekend, but you are really interested in the school and please keep me on the list for future dates. I'm going to come out and, and see a practice or a game. I'll let you know when that's going to be. And so um, suggesting that you have another commitment. Um, the other invitation that we've talked about is the, is the personal invitation that for underclassmen typically comes from a coach. Um, I, I shared on a, a story the other night where uh, late on a Friday night, I got a call from uh, a local Division One coach that wanted to get in touch with one of my players. And in fact, then they, they reached out and made the phone call um, for upperclassmen that they can reach out to you directly. Um, so that's a little bit different. And, and I think that handling the personal inv invitation is, is really important. And so again, in this particular situation where I'm really interested in both schools, both coaches have talked to me about they really want to see me at the camp. I would suggest again to the, the coach you're declining, geez, I'm really interested in your school. I absolutely want to get on campus with you guys. Unfortunately, this particular weekend, I have another commitment, and so I'm not going to be able to make it. But what's your practice schedule? What's your game schedule? Um, and, and then set a date with them to actually visit their school. And so that's how I would, would handle that, that situation. I think that's really key, and I think it's important to remember that, um, especially in the personal interactions, that response is a very, very important thing. I think too often we get uh, situations where individuals will just leave invitations left unanswered, and I think that's the wrong thing to do if you're trying to, I think, continue that relationship. Well, and, and, and Tom, I mean, here's a little known fact. I was with another coach uh, two weeks ago, and we were talking about this very thing about the lack of response to emails. And what's interesting, and in, in, in a lot of people who aren't in the tech industry may not realize this, but when an email is sent by a college coach, they can tell if you've opened the email or not. They can tell how many times you've opened the email, whether you're engaging with it or not. And so when you're in a situation where a coach has sent you a personal email and you don't respond, that looks bad because they know you've opened it. They can see it. And, and, and so... The response is extremely important. The other thing that is important is the um, uh, rapidness of the, the response. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're really interested in a school, you know, getting back to someone within a 24-hour period is really important because, again, they're evaluating your personal characteristics. And if you get an email and they can see you've opened it three or four times and a month later they get a response, that's not really showing a lot of uh, 
diligence on on your side. Right. And that diligence then would translate and that professionalism would translate onto what they see you as a part of their team. Absolutely. Well, that's that's good advice. So uh, the next email is is pretty cool. It's from an actual player himself. Um, This is Hayden from Whittier, California. Uh, Hayden is a senior um, and he writes, I'm a senior and applied to a top academic program. Depending on admission, I plan on attending that school. I also really wanted to play baseball. And while I've received offers from other programs, I know that academics and school is more of a priority for me. With that said, I'm really curious about the walk-on process. How does it work? Well, Hayden, it's fantastic that you're taking the initiative to reach out on your own. We've talked about that in the past. I mean, that's a big trait that college coaches uh, like and admire. Um, the other thing that is is really interesting to note in, in Hayden is he's prioritized academics over athletics. And as we've talked about quite a bit, um, you are going to college, so you might as well get a good education while you're there. And so, again, he, he didn't give us details on, on which college um, and so I think we're going to have to follow up with him personally. But at a particular college, the general process would, would work best something like this. And the idea would be that, Hayden, if you have a relationship with the coach, uh, reach out to him and let him know it's your intention to ro- enroll in his school. Um, if he's interested in you but doesn't have money for you, um, he might help you with the admissions process and make sure that's smooth. The other thing he might do is he might actually pair you with a, a incoming roommate who is also playing baseball. And, you know, we don't talk, we haven't talked about this a lot, but having a roommate that is also playing baseball is huge um, because it puts you on the right path or trajectory. Um, the idea that they're interested in doing the same things that you are, somebody that you can, uh, uh, you know, go, go through the college experience with, it'll keep you on track. Um, so I would reach out to him that way and let him know your intentions. From there, then what he'll do is he'll let you know when the baseball organizational meeting is going to happen, and um, and then you go from there. Um, and and he'll probably also give you an idea if, if you're diligent about asking is how many walk-ons they typically get in in a given year. Uh, some of the top programs in the country will get as many as 75 or 100 people out in the fall. Um, and most of those people will never even see the field um, for a practice because they uh, they cut folks straight away. Um, but the idea is is reach out to the coach, establish a relationship, let them know your intention, and um, and then they'll guide you from there. Yeah, we'll definitely have to reach out to Hayden. But uh, thank you, Eric, again once more for your guidance. Um, we definitely uh, want others like Hayden to email us, so feel free to email any questions, and we'll follow up uh, if and when we can. And Again, thanks, Eric. Tom, where, where can they email us? They can email us at support at collegebaseballmatch.com, or you're welcome to reach out to us through our social media channels. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for listening to The Dugout, a college baseball match podcast. For more information about the college baseball recruiting process, visit our website, collegebaseballmatch.com. You can also find us on all social media channels. Do you have a question about the recruiting process that you'd like answered on the show? Email us at support at collegebaseballmatch.com. 